Now back to the Sunday Show with Lemoya Burks and Derek Montgomery. Brought to you by State Farm Agent Derek McGarry on 104.7 KTOI. And we are back for our second segment of the Sunday Show. Thank you for joining us. In we just wrapped up our first segment with Miss Bridget Briley Olatunji. Uh, Texarkana, Arkansas, Independent School District Teacher of the Year, Regional Finalist, State of Arkansas Teacher of the Year. Such a dynamic fire multiplier uh, in leadership. So thankful to have had her uh, on, and we look forward to talking with her again. Um, at this time, uh, Derek and I will in- entertain Coffee Talk with um, Mr. Uh, Antonio. Antonio. With Texarkana, Texas uh, Housing Authority, as well as Miss Brandy with Texarkana, Arkansas Housing Authority, just as uh, to give updates on um, procedural safeguards um, and specifically how the Housing Authority connects or um, help to clarify um, where the Housing Authority stands as far as the eviction crisis that looms throughout our nation. Um, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Glad to have you both in studio. We have both sides of the state line with us. Yes. If you will both introduce each other, uh, ladies first. Uh, my name is Brandy Bradley. I'm the executive director for the Texarkana, Arkansas Housing Authority. Um, I've been in that position for about a year and a half now, so this it's been really fun doing my job during really? COVID and everything. So yes. Okay. And my name is Antonio Williams. I'm CEO, Executive Director of the Housing Authority of the City of Texarkana, Texas. Been in this position for five years plus. Now that's five years here in town. Five years here in town also, yes. <laughs> so, Miss Brandy, so I, I guess I didn't realize it's it's been a year. So how has that been for you? It has, it's been eventful yes (laughs) that's a great word for that it has been eventful because we've also been going through a uh, construction a rad conversion with HUD Mm. uh, having construction done on all the apartments 390 in on in the College Hill area and um, having to lease those units up so when you lease units you have to have interaction with people so having to make sure that everybody is safe and uh comfortable when they're mm-hmm. coming in to see our uh, my pe- our people and right. um to do the leasing and to do the uh certifications and making sure that also the people who work in our office is comfortable seeing the tenants come in so we've done hand sanitizing we've got yeah. lysol we've done a glass in front of the desk so people there's a barrier uh, but we've we've really been able to work around it and work through it we've done a great job there again from the first segment that theme relationships building and continuing to design ways mr williams yes, what's been going on with the texas side housing authority well, um, since I got here in uh, t- 2016, we had to do a pivot in terms of our operations. So we wound up uh, uh, understanding why we're here as a housing authority and also dealing with the deficit of affordable housing for all of the uh, counties in the United States. There is no county in the United States that can handle 100% of its, uh, of its affordable housing. So one of the first things that I did was to make sure that I understand what a housing authority does. And right. by doing that, looking at the st- Texas state statutes, I realized that there was a lot of things that we could do to make things uh, more suitable for to affect the affordable housing. 
So what, 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 what happened here was that we created a, several small groups like instrumentalities and affiliates to attack this affordable housing crisis. And one of the things that we did, just like my colleague here, we did a, a RAD, which is called Rental, Rental Demonstrations rental assistance demonstration, which allowed us to convert our public housing units to the housing shorts voucher units. We did that. Um, and then also we created an instrumentality to help us with the Grimm Hotel project. We, mm. we actually a general partner with the Grimm Hotel in that limited partnership. And then th- throughout the COVID, COVID hit, uh, but we kept operations going. We kind of pivoted our, our operations to make sure that we have the hand sanitizers and things to help us to receive our clients uh, and also to operate uh, our business, whether we do it at home or whether, whether we do it in the office. So we've pretty much thrived throughout that particular process. So in speaking of clientele, and um, we're using the word affordable housing, if you were to define that in a sim- in simple terms just in an elevator pitch what is affordable housing brandy housing for low-income families okay and that's going to be um whatever the median median area income is the this family is going to be 60 percent or below that income so it it's it's housing that just the regular family can afford and still be able to buy groceries pay their utilities um get the kids schools closed you right. know like that because housing is rent prices have increased crazily yes. um that's what we're here for we're to help those families that can't go out there and pay the thousand dollar rent we're here to help them I'll start with you, uh, Mr. Williams. Have you seen an increase because of the spike in mortgages and uh, rent? You know, we have the eviction notices looming. You know, there has been this extended deadline uh, a, new, a certain number of times. Have we seen here locally an increase? On the side, uh, we have, we've had a, quite a few people that were affected by COVID, loss of jobs, and people are back on their uh, on their. Uh, on their on their rent and also utilities. Um, in fact, at the uh, at our housing authority on the Texas side, we have about eighty nine families that are affected by this rent situation. Wow. And uh, of that 80, 89 people, that equates to about a couple of hundred thousand dollars of, right. of back rent and utilities. And of that amount, we've got about thirty nine percent of the people that's gotten reimbursed for that. And so we have to kind of find a way to bridge that gap. And uh, the, the the rents for our clientele does not increase because it's always 30% of the adjusted uh, calculation of, of mm-hmm. your income. So if you make $100 a, uh, a month, then that's uh, that's 30%, that's $30 for your rent. Right. So on and so forth. Wow. Mm-hmm. Brandy, have you noticed uh, on the Arkansas side a, a tremendous increase considering the pandemic and the eviction crisis that looms? There is also been that on the Arkansas side. Uh, just I don't have any statistics, right. but within the within our complexes, we have families who have lost their jobs, who have uh, gotten COVID and not been able to go back to work. Um, they've gotten behind on their rent. They've gotten behind on their utilities, and um, they are reaching out to get assistance. And we're trying to help them. Um, DHS has their Arkansas rent relief, so we've been trying to tell people to go to the web- that website, get that application filled out because they'll come back to us and also we're working with the central arkansas development council um to help people they're actually going to come into our office the next couple of weeks and visit with our tenants um 
There are others out there who are getting evictions from private landlords through our, um, whether they're not on the program or they are on our program. And we are trying to, trying to help them guide them and with these same places, but also, um, with Biden's American rescue plan, Mm -hmm. uh, they gave $8 billion for homelessness. Um, so With that, we were blessed to get 24 emergency housing vouchers. Um, We have to get direct referrals from shelters, uh, victim service providers. We're working with domestic violence prevention here in Texarkana. And we're working with um, the Regional Housing Coalition out of Hope, Arkansas, uh, to to get these vouchers filled. You have to be um, homeless in risk of being homeless, uh, fleeing from domestic violence, sexual assault, human trafficking, or also have been homeless and you have housing instability. So that's something else that we're working with to help that in our area. So, Wow. So we're still seeing, would you agree that we're still seeing a still considerable gap? You have homeless and then you have those that are on the brinks of, I mean, they could lose a job tomorrow or whatnot. And there you guys sit, balancing act. Just as we talked in the first segment, teachers are wearing their superhero capes. You all are are, are as well. Um, how often, because what I'm wanting to do is paint a picture um, with the housing authority. When we pass by, we see the, the complexes, um, maybe have contact with and relationships with people that live in such or they're seeking for you guys as the leaders what does your everyday look like? I mean, I'm hearing you talk about your meeting and you're having to connect with different entities. I mean, you've, you probably hit the floor running every day. Um, yes, absolutely. On, on my side, on the Texas side, what we try to do on my side is uh, we try to keep connected with the industry groups of all over the United States because there's trends. I mean, like, for instance, when COVID started, the West Coast had a lot of COVID activity and then it shot over to the East Coast. We knew it was coming to Texas, so we chatted every day on, on in emails in terms of what it, what's happening, what's your worst-case scenario, what did you do to abate the problem and things like that. Uh, and so we prepared ourselves for, for that in terms of COVID. Now, in terms of the everyday, uh, we keep our keep our uh, our ears to the pulse uh, of what's happening out there. We have systems and processes in place that's working out for us so far, and it's allowing us an opportunity to pivot our strategies and do other things to create revenue generating opportunities to, for the future okay now as far as there's the declaration forms in regards to um, the eviction crisis you mentioned um, your tenants that are already affected with that how does the paperwork work you know because the deadlines sometimes are extended we're seeing where they're extended and then we're holding our breaths and we're saying oh no it's not going to be the spillover of that in working with local officials as you stated those outside of the state and so forth and and it's it's about time in reaching one and reaching many and and fear of reaching none in in enough time Tell us about how the declaration, what is the declaration form, or, or how does that work for you? Well, uh, at my level, I'm, I'm at the top, so I don't get a chance to get into the details, but I do understand, I do have a conceptual understanding of how it works. You know, there's a, there's a process, there's some forms to fill out, uh, there's some monies to be utilized, and uh, you have to 
bring the the people to the technology or whatever the case may be to get the applications in uh we uh, not not we but the other agencies have not uh done the, the the have not completed that particular process there are some gaps there so we have they have to find a way to pivot their strategies and finding a way to connect people that have not applied not have not gotten mm-hmm. their, their applications filled out properly do not have internet access or do not have the level of education mm-hmm. to understand what they're doing they need to kind of peel back a few more layers and get dig a little deeper to connect those particular dots and that's not what I think that's happening now as a matter of fact uh, the field office in Little Rock uh, they've uh, had meetings in terms of the, I know Arkansas has a rent relief and Texas has one also just just kind of talk about uh, strategies on bridging the gap and bridging those gaps to get people the money that they need to, to cover their rent so they won't get evicted. Well, that's great uh, because it sounds like with people who meet the threshold and um, to benefit from affordable housing, um, they're concerned with losing their jobs, they're concerned with caring for their children, getting them to and from school. Um, and so it sounds like you have a program that helps to reach them if they don't have the time or know-how to do that. And also... Uh, small things like uh, contacting the correct municipality. That's correct. Exactly. And that's that's like a village approach that I think our previous uh, guest talked about, that mm-hmm. village re- approach with the different people that provides different uh, uh, skills or different techniques. We pull those things together and make sure that the people that need it can, can, can do that. So there's a lot of things that uh, people outside of the housing authorities are, are doing, and as well as the housing authorities themselves. Like, for instance, in our case, we provided pads with uh, two years of Internet access to our to all of our school-aged uh, kids. We did it first in Texarkana. When we did it, TISD followed, PG right. followed, and everybody else followed. In fact, if I can say this real quick, I met with a young man named Charles House uh, a, a couple of days ago. I had lunch with him. He's the CEO of a place called Tonsoro Barber College. Yeah. And and we he was a very, very dynamic guy. I was very impressed with his operations, so impressed that uh, I decided to work with him to get all of our school-aged boys free haircuts within the Phenomenal. next few weeks. So, so that's another thing that helps out in this COVID situation. Mm-hmm. That's the part mm-hmm. of that village concept. So mm-hmm. uh, we're very excited about those opportunities. And we're very excited to continue this uh, crosstalk uh, coffee talk with Texarkana, Texas uh, Housing Authority Director and Texarkana, Arkansas Housing Authority Director. Uh, stay with us. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with more of The Sunday Show with LaMoya Burks and Derek Montgomery. Brought to you by State Farm agent Derek McGarry on 104.7 KTOY. I'd like to ask you a question. When was the last time you heard from your insurance agent? Have you sat down with your agent to review your policy coverage, premiums, and make necessary changes? Your life changes over time. So should your insurance. This is your local State Farm agent, Derek McGarry, and I would love to be your good neighbor. Please visit us on Kings Highway in Wake Village next to Anytime Fitness or call us at 903-831-2000. Hello, Architects. Mike Gillum here with Clear Sound Audio Video. We just received a large shipment of Sure microphones, Samsung TVs, Clips reference series speakers, Right now, you can get world-class Shure microphones starting at $50 and clip speakers starting at $200 a pair. So stop in our showroom at the corner of Cowhorn Creek and Kennedy Lane and take advantage of these and other great deals. Now back to the Sunday Show with LaMoya Burks and Derek Montgomery. Brought to you by State Farm agent Derek McGarry on 104.0Y. And we're back. Um... 
continuing our discussion about all things uh, concerning our local housing authorities on both Texas and Arkansas side. We have with us Mr. Antonio Williams and Miss Brandy with Texarkana, Arkansas um, Housing Authority. Um, we were just discussing the declaration forms as it relates to tenants um, and future uh, opportunities for those who may be in need of housing. Um, let's talk property conditions. Um, how has the funding uh, from the governmental uh, sp scope, how has it contributed and supported uh, on your properties? Or has there been any? The... Um the RAD conversion that we've been mm -hmm. talking about, the rental assistance demonstration, that's actually HUD's way to um, get us independent and sufficient <laughs> for property, uh, for construction, giving us an, an avenue to get loans to do the construction that needs to be done. Because the money is just really not there anymore right. to for the upkeep for safe, decent, affordable housing. So this is one of the programs that they've done that they've been pushing for a few years now. That, absolutely, a few years uh, now. And the good thing about RAD, uh, Rental Assistant Demonstration, is that it provides the housing authorities to leverage their uh, their assets, if you will, their properties, and, and uh, convert those into voucher-type uh, situations. And then it, 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 can, it actually encourages housing authorities to take a more entrepreneurial approach to, to dealing with the day-to-day, -day, which means that we act like a private management company and we receive we do pro formas to make sure that each property sustains sustains itself it, mm -hmm. it, it has money set aside for the lawn care it has money set aside for the major systems and processes mm -hmm. so that it so, and so it has cash flow to keep us going like a regular business so that's the good thing about rad and and uh, I'm, I'm glad that arkansas is doing it as well as, as well as us Good, good, good. Absolutely. And uh, I'm a layperson in this, and uh, I know that I was very surprised to learn that not only do you provide the services generically providing affordable housing, but if you don't have the housing, you build it, you construct mm -hmm. it. Right. Uh, once you have the homes built, if indeed you did need it, oftentimes you do, mm -hmm. you have to take care of it. Property management, all of those are components of um, what you do mm -hmm. uh, for the people. Um, so, and asset management as well. So it seems like it's a, it's a wheel that is ever turning a lot of moving parts and to make it successful, mm -hmm. uh, given that the federal government, uh, also does a lot to work with you to mm -hmm. that end. Mm -hmm. Um, there was a more, actually, um, there was a deadline such that rents and mortgages had to be paid by a certain time period. Uh, which has now been extended, the moratorium extension. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, the CDC had a declaration form that tenants could sign stating um, they had to say that they've either been without work, mm -hmm. had COVID, unable to pay their rent, tried to pay as much as they could when they could. If they could uh, sign that form, then if they were taken, they should not have been taken to eviction court are, are taken taken down the, that road um if they did sign that form it gave them a reprieve um the first i believe deadline was in may then it got mm -hmm. extended to june <laughs> right. now it got extended uh, to july 31st and now it's extended um for 
places that have a high right high rate of covid uh, positive cases it's been extended until october 31st okay yeah. so so that's, that's on texas and arkansas side or all, any all states that apply states. it's all over yeah. okay that is truly excellent uh so um, and as we discussed earlier, if someone is desperate, thinking they'll be evicted Monday morning first thing, you have a proactive approach with educating um, those individuals that there is an answer. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes we just sometimes we have to take that extra step and say, why haven't you applied? I mean, right. what, what 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 can we do to help you to apply for this? Because it's easy money. I mean, it's mm-hmm. the federal government dealing with the federal government. You have to be accountable for everything that you do. So this has to be paper, paperwork involved in it. So uh, we just need to do better in terms of bringing them uh, to the to the point where they can process the paperwork and get their funding and move for, further on down the line. Right. So in relationship building. Well, you know, what can we do? Is it possible or, or is this part of the strategy when and if um, we reached a maximum on either side, Texas or Arkansas, where no more tenants can be taken in for the moment? What does the alert system look like? Um, do Is there a contact to the SNAP office or any of the other connecting areas to alert uh, residents when uh, we've we've reached a peak and we say as far as a peak we mean as far as housing you yes mean? uh yeah um you know we try to be progressive and stay on top of the trends we have we uh, uh i know that we apply to a lot of statistical type uh companies that provide us uh how things are operating in our area and what we do as i mentioned earlier and understanding the texas statutes we look at what we can do as a housing authority to create additional uh, ha- housing mm-hmm. like one of the things that we're looking at doing also is uh helping other municipalities in creating new and robust brand new communities that's, that's affordable mm-hmm. uh and also creating uh tiny house homes tiny homes for people oh, maybe wow. elderly or uh, maybe put some uh some homeless uh, opportunities out there someplace we're still working on that and then we're also working Working on since Texarkana, Arkansas, and Texas has a lot of properties that uh, vacant properties, a lot of houses that are maybe dilapidated. We're trying to work on some strategies with uh, uh, stakeholders like the city uh, and like other uh, private companies, and of course, housing authorities and our resources bring it to the table to create a, a, a nice home ownership program so mm-hmm. that w- low wealth individuals can have a uh, can qualify for a piece of the American dream and have a brand new house. We have we had one already with Texarkana, Texas, that, that expired a couple, about a couple of years ago where we built 20 houses uh, in the Rose Hill area wow. uh, and uh, they're still living in there and they're still looking good and so we feel that if we come up with another strategic type mm-hmm. uh, op- operation moving towards home ownership we can do that not only all over Texarkana, Texas but also Arkansas and moving on down the line. Awesome. Awesome. Well that was good to know. And how many years ago did you think that that was that yeah. the 20 houses were built? Yeah, we uh, with the housing authority started with the Hope Six program. They had a, Hope they had, Six. They had a bunch okay. of money, and they started that part of that money was set aside for home ownership opportunities. We had a home ownership department, and they got the ball rolling. Uh, and we built up to I think our last house was built about uh, about a year and a half, two years ago. We sold our last house in the Rose Hill area, and uh, we ran out of money, of course. And when they run out of money, you have to find another way of doing it. So right. uh, the program is at a standstill right now, uh, but there is still a need out there for mm-hmm. affordable housing. And there are pe- people out there that want the American dream. They want that house with the picket fence and the garage. And so uh, we have properties out there that we can leverage, and that'll help not only the person who needs the housing, but also the city can get some taxable revenue coming in. Okay. And then everybody, everybody's happy. It's, it's that village concept. Win-win. Win-win. Uh, all the way around so so yeah that's uh, that ended in, in about about two years ago and we're trying to revamp it 
for, okay. the, for the future. So oftentimes, you know, you, you just brought up a good point. So oftentimes we're looking at the business industry as far as, you know, tax revenue in a city. So we've learned something a little deeper today. The housing, um, you know, contribution in is also equitable for the city. Exactly. Here's the thing that people don't understand. Uh, housing authority is not just about renting units and doing work orders and all those kind of things. Now, if, if you look at the state statute that creates a housing authority, you can do a lot of creative things to, to help out affordable housing all over the, the states. And, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to take advantage of the state statutes that gives us an opportunity to even create a 501c3 mm -hmm. that allows us to do development deals in other places, create revenues for the housing authority to, to, to put that in our bank accounts to also create more Mm -hmm. housing and and so on and so forth and it's, it's a win-win-win if you read the documentation and utilize it and act like a business uh mm -hmm. housing authority back in the day used to have a certain uh, statute but we, this is a new day a new housing authority a new way of doing things we're taking a more entrepreneurial approach and hud likes that they're pushing that for us to do that okay and i was also gratified to learn that not only is it providing uh, affordable housing as your charge but oftentimes you have training yeah. basic skills for the adults who are in that position mm -hmm. and um, as it were in terms of getting job skills and yes. stuff like that right yeah um there's a program called section three i don't know if people we're actually section three we had a training a while back uh, that brought together fair housing, it brought together businesses, it brought together developers, it brought the housing authorities together, it brought together HUD to talk about this Section 3 program that provides an opportunity for uh, uh, low wealth individuals in our communities and in, in depressed areas to get a skill set and, and get an opportunity to work with, with federal government in certain areas and housing authorities and other contractors. And that's a, that's a program that's been around for several years since mm -hmm. I worked for the Department of Defense. It's been around for several years, but no one can find that right sweet spot as far as making it robust and making it roll out so but it is out there in some municipalities and some more progressive minded people have made it work that's something that we need to get ourselves to do here in Texarkana uh, um, grow that section 3 program provide training and opportunities for low wealth individuals to get uh, the piece of the American pie and then be have an opportunity to live in their homes and, and have the life that they that they, that they deserve teaching them to fish yes teaching them to fish, absolutely yes. yes local leadership lifestyle livelihood development yes we thank you so much for coming in introducing clarifying and giving us updates on where our city sits on both sides of the state line regarding you know residents and um maybe someone out there will be interested in assisting in volunteerism or spreading just spreading the word um mm -hmm. which is what this show is is about civic involvement and political issues as it relates to uh, our local community. Thank you so much, Miss Brandy Bradley of the Texarkana, Arkansas Housing Authority, and Mister Antonio Williams. C could I thank my board real quick? They, yes, sir. We yes, could sir. not. We couldn't. Both of us. We could yes. not do what we do without our boards, and we appreciate them. Melva Flowers is our board chair on our end, and she's very progressive, and our board is very, very progressive, and they allow us to do the things that we do. Yes. Awesome. awesome. Thank you, board. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, They're thank awesome. you, Ms. Brandy Bradley of Texarkana, Arkansas Housing Authority, and Mr. Antonio Williams of Texarkana, Texas Housing Authority. Um, double teaming the efforts in making lives all the better here in our Texarkana area. 
Um, we thank you for coming in. We look forward to updates. If someone wants or needs to contact you there at the office, you have a website and a phone number um, that's available. You can contact our studios here, or you uh, they are available to assist you uh, with your questions, comments, or concerns. That's it for this edition of The Sunday Show. We hope you enjoyed this show, and we'll tell all of your friends about The Sunday Show. Now, on behalf of LaMoya Burks and all the great and wonderful people here at Texarkana Radio, thanks for being our listeners and for being kind enough to tune in to The Sunday Show. Remember, you are listening to KTOR Radio 104.7, the station that cares about the quality of your life, the soul of the city. In case you want to hear the show again, broadcast at 6 p.m. this evening on our sister station, KTOY Gospel 105.9 FM. Any and podcasts of previous shows are available online at www.ktoy104.7.com. If you would like to appear on the Sunday show, please contact me, Miss Lamoya Burks, at 903-244-3997. Please keep in mind that we prefer to schedule guests a month in advance. Again, please, if you are interested, contact me, Lamoya Burks, well in advance of your desired date at 903-244-3997. We thank you again. Uh, for joining us this morning. We look forward to you joining us next Sunday for another edition of The Sunday Show. Please have a great week. Mask up and be safe. The Sunday Show on 104.7 has been brought to you by State Farm agent Derek McGarry, here to help life go right. The Sunday Show with LaMoya Burks. We'll be back next Sunday morning from 9 to 10. If you have any questions about the show or would like to be a guest, call LaMoya Burks, 903-244-3997.